you guys can have a seat. Man, thank you guys for leading us in some music. Thank you for leading us in worship. Uh, man, when I grow up, I want to sing like Josh Rainhall. That's all I know, okay? But uh, hey, if you guys are doing well tonight, are you still guys, are you guys awake? Come on, give me a little feedback here so I know y'all are alive, okay? I know this is a big building. You guys good? Y'all okay? They just wave at me, okay? Just tell me like, hey, I'm good. I'm with you. Okay, awesome. All right, good, good. All right, so if you have your Bible, please turn with me to Psalm, Psalm 19. We're going to start there and just hold your place there. We are in this series on Wednesday nights. We got actually one more Wednesday night after this one in this series um, called Ban- uh, Jesus Banner. And we've been talking about how a banner, a flag represents something significant or important to us. So I went over next door before church started and uh, I just want to show you guys this is something that I dug out of the storage room from last summer. Uh, man, I'm loving this right here. Check this out. Anybody remember this? Yeah? Okay. Where's camo? I'll bring camo next time, okay? All right, so, yes. So, if you guys don't know what this is, this is our rec flag from last summer for one of our rec teams. Other rec team, I'm sorry, I'll bring it next week. But I wanted to come and show it to you, because I remember one of my favorite memories was uh, Danny uh, Galvan. I don't think he's here tonight. I didn't see him tonight. But one of my favorite memories is Danny just walking around with this thing everywhere he goes with his Lucha Libre, Lucha Libre mask on, right? He had one of those Luchador masks, and he just kind of like walked around all week. And if it wasn't Danny that was carrying it around, who, who was the other guy? Do you guys remember? Anybody? Ty Southwell with his horse mask on. He wore his horse mask all week long and he walked around and he carried this banner. So I have this banner because this flag, this flag, it's not really a banner. This is kind of like a banner flag kind of thing, but we'll call it a banner tonight. This flag really was representative of who Teal Team was last year. Camo, you guys were awesome too. You had a great uh, flag as well. But that's what flags do. That's what banners do. They are representative of who you are. They show off who you are. So if you go to a football game or a uh, baseball game or a basketball game, you probably at some point in the game will see somebody waving a flag around that is just this symbol of like who you are. Like this is who I am and this is what I'm about in my life. And they just kind of carry that thing around because that's what flags are about. They're about showing people who you are, and they also have a message for people to see. Okay, that's what flags and banners do. They have a message to, to tell the people that are watching you or watching you hold that banner, that flag. And that's what fanners and flag, uh, fanners and banners and flags are all about. And what we've been saying for the last two weeks is that your life is a banner. We've been saying that the life that you live and everything that you say and do is like this banner that you go around waving all day long. Okay? It's like this invisible banner that you carry above your head all the time. And the banner that you carry tells people what is most important to you. It tells people who you love the most in your life and tells people what you believe. Okay? So the way you act, the way you talk, the way you treat people, everything that you do in life, everything that you believe is like this invisible banner that you carry around every single day. And we've been saying that when Jesus is your banner, that it's evident That if Jesus is the banner that you carry, if he is the flag that you wave in your life, so to say, it's going to be evident for people to see. They're going to notice. They're going to see something. Now, I'm going to put this crazy thing down. It's awesome. I love it. By the way, Israel Gita painted it. He did a great job on that. But today, we're going to talk about about how when we meditate, and that's a fancy word. We'll explain it a little bit. But when we meditate on God's word, when we meditate on God's word, 
that we um, begin to have this banner that is Jesus for the entire world to see. Today we're going to look at how the things that we meditate on most become a part of us. The things that you think about. Listen to me here. Okay, watch this. Watch this. Listen, listen. The things you think about the most, the things that you dwell on the most become part of who you are all the time. All right. Okay. So the first thing I want to do though is define that word meditate. It's kind of a big word. Okay. Not really, but maybe some of you younger students, maybe in middle school, seventh grade, maybe you haven't really thought about what it means to meditate. Now, you know, not too long ago, you were probably in sixth grade. If you're in middle school or here and you're like, I'll meditate. Like, what are you talking about? I just want to play Fortnite all day. Okay. But that word meditate is a significant word. It's kind of a meaningful word. And meditate is just a fancy way to say it means to engage into in thought. It means to reflect, to consider something, to think through something thoughtfully and thoroughly. So it kind of looks like this for me. I don't know, I don't know what meditation looks like for you because I, I think maybe sometimes when you think of meditation, you probably think of like a priest sitting somewhere like quiet, right? Yeah, okay, well that might be meditation. It probably is. But I think for you, meditation probably looks like laying in bed at night you're about to fall asleep, you're trying to fall asleep, and you're just laying there, and you're just thinking about all these things. There's all these thoughts that are just bouncing around in your head, right? Things that you're reflecting on throughout the day, something that somebody said to you, something that made you upset, something that your mom said or did, and you're just trying to fall asleep. Or maybe you're meditating or reflecting on all the things that are gonna come the next day, everything that you have to do tomorrow, right? And you're just thinking, thinking, just bounce, all these thoughts bouncing around in your head. And, and that might be meditation if you're thinking through it thoroughly, if you're thoughtfully thinking through things and reflecting on what's going on. Or maybe meditation is like this. If you drive, some of you drive already, some of you don't drive, you walk or ride bikes, okay? And that's okay. One day you will drive. But if you drive, uh, this is what meditation looks like for me. There are times where I'm driving and I like to fill the noise with music or a talk or something going on, right? So, uh, but every once in a while, I just turn everything off. I turn off, I turn off uh, 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 my phone and, and I'm driving and there's nothing uh, but Marcus and his thoughts are driving somewhere. And I find that to be a time where I'm thinking thoughtfully, trying to reflect on something going on in my life. Meditation also, also can look like not just driving around or walking around, but actually like intentionally taking time to think about things, intentionally meditating, like taking time out of your day to do that. Like taking time out of your day to like stop taking selfies and to put your phone away because um, you're constantly distracting me by your phone or some stuff like that, to literally like take a moment to put your phone away, to stop answering text messages, to turn the ringer off or whatever, and literally just sit quietly. Now, have you ever noticed that silence is awkward? Like I'll, I'll prove, you probably like silence then Margot, but for so many of you here, you're not used to silence and quiet. Um, watch, look, I'm gonna watch my clock. I'm gonna give you almost about a minute of silence, okay? And you're just gonna see, it's gonna be awkward, watch. What's funny is the people that were talking actually stopped talking because it got quiet in here. Isn't that interesting? Okay, I'll be quiet again.
Let, let's say for a second that I would say, you know what? For the rest of tonight, we're just going to sit in silence. Like after five minutes, you'd be like, man, my phone only has 4% battery. We're going to sit here for the next 20 minutes and not do anything. Why? Because it's difficult to stop and meditate, to think and to reflect on things that are going on. Well, the Bible has a lot to say about meditating. To, uh, it has a lot to say about um, what it means to reflect on our, and, and on our thought life. And I love all these verses in the Bible. It says things like, set your mind on or consider or think about these things. That's what the Bible says over and over again. Hannah, can you move to that back corner, please? The Bible says all sorts of cool things about considering this, reflect on this, think about this, um, set your mind on this. That's what the Bible says on a lot. Here's the first thing I want to say. It's really simple. It's that God cares about your thought life. Like God cares about the things that you think about. He cares about the thoughts that you have. Now, when I was growing up, I always felt like God cared about the rules that I had to follow, like the way I treated my body or things that I did or did not do. But I always kind of felt like my thoughts were all my own. Like that's the part of my life that was just me, right? Like, like God can't have access to this part of me. But the Bible says that God absolutely cares about your thought life. He cares about your mind. And today, uh, we're going to talk about what it means to reflect and to think about the things that God wants us to think about. So if God cares about your thought life, if he cares about your reflections, your meditations, the things that you think about, what would it look like to please God with your thought life? What would it look like to please God with your mind, with the things you reflect on, with the things that you meditate on, so to say, all right? So the first thing I want to say is this, is that the Bible calls us to meditate to think, to consider, to reflect, to meditate on God's worthiness. Okay, I asked you to go to Psalm 119. You can hold that spot there. Actually, I'll just look at it. Check this out, right? The Bible says this in Psalm 119. The guys will back up just a little bit. It says, let the words of my mouth, watch this, check this out. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation, did you see that? The, the, my thought life, the things I reflect on, the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you Oh God, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. So this guy who wrote this is saying, God, I want the words that I speak and my thoughts, the things that I'm reflecting on and thinking on to be something that please you, God. So we know we always talk about pleasing God and, and, and doing what God wants, his will and his way. And we always are, usually, usually I hear people when they talk about living for God or living God's way, talk about doing certain things, but really are they talking about thinking with our minds and considering our thoughts in a way that pleased God too. It's almost like I'm thinking it, but I didn't say it. So it must not be, but, but, but God says that our meditations, the things that we reflect on are important to him, our thought life. So back to what I was saying, the first thing that we should reflect on, think about is God's worthiness, to meditate on God's worthiness. Like what would it look like to, to take a little bit of time out of your day, or if you're driving somewhere or walking somewhere by yourself, to meditate on God's worthiness. Psalm 145.5 says this. It says, on, it says oh, oh, the glorious splendor of your majesty. The psalmist, the guy who wrote this says, man, God, you are so majestic. He says, and your wondrous works, I will meditate on them. Let's just make that kind of practical. Have you ever considered how great God is? Have you ever just taken time to consider how powerful God is, how great he is, how amazing he is? What would it look like to meditate on God's worthiness? 
it would look like taking a little bit of time to just think about how great and how powerful God is. For me, I kind of am meditating on stuff like that when I'm outdoors, when I'm outside. Sometimes I'm going fishing or just doing something or going for a walk outside and I just see something outside that really hits me. And I'm not just thinking to myself like, oh wow, that's a nice sunset or oh, it's a beautiful day out here. I'm actually thinking like there's a God who created this and wow, he must be so powerful to be able to do something like that. That's what it looks like to meditate on God's power to to say that we're meditating on God's worthiness, that he's worthy, that he's powerful in every single way. It looks like just taking some time to reflect and think about how powerful God is. So here's what we're going to do. Okay, I've got three quick points and we're going to actually practice each one tonight. Okay. Now for some of us in here, this is going to be so, so foreign because our lives, maybe your life is so filled with noise. You're so filled with noise and so filled with distractions that you have no ability to sit quietly and reflect on your own thoughts. And that's a lot of immaturity, okay? Just being straight up with you, that's a lot of immaturity. But it's okay because we probably, we're all there and God helps us to grow out of immaturity to maturity. But maturity in Christ, maturity in our lives starts to look like being able to reflect on a lot of these things. So here's what we're gonna do, okay? We're actually gonna practice, number one. Now here's what we're gonna do, okay? Number one, I want you to take about 30 seconds and reflect on this. I want you to say something to God, but here's the statement I want you to reflect on, okay? Meditate on something that you know about, about how powerful God is. Meditate on something that reflects how powerful God is. And this is gonna be awkward because Wednesday night is like, Marcus talks forever and I don't do anything, right? Well, here's what I'm asking you to do tonight, okay? I'm asking you to practice thinking reflecting on something that has to do with God and how powerful he is. So here's what you're going to do, okay? Don't fall asleep on me. You're going to take about 30 seconds. You're going to close your eyes in a minute, and you're simply going to say this. I'm going to help you out as much as I can, okay? First timers doing this, okay? So you're literally going to say, God, I am so amazed by your, and then you can just fill in the blank. Or you could say, God, I see how powerful you are when... And then you just fill in the blank. Or God, I am so amazed by you because, and then you fill in the blank. I'm gonna give you about 30 seconds. I gave you kind of three options. I'm gonna give you 30 seconds. You choose one. And I want you to just close your eyes and say in your own words, God, you are so worthy because, and I gave you kind of three or four different examples of how you can do it. Are you ready? I'm telling you, it's gonna feel awkward for so many of us because we're not used to meditating or reflecting on God and his worthiness, okay? So here we go. Total, total silence and quiet in here. You're, you're gonna take 30 seconds. God, you are so amazing because, and then you just say whatever you wanna say to God. Ready, set, go. All right, so meditations really just stay in your head. They're like not for other people to hear, right? Except God. But I'd love to hear, anybody want to share like what was, the, what was like your meditation about God's worthiness, that he's worthy? Anybody want to share with the group? Anybody? Just one or two. Anybody? 
How, what, what did you say right now in your mind, in your heart? Go ahead. Yeah. Nice and loud so I can hear you. Say that one more time. She said, I see, God, I see your power in how you let us live every single day. Awesome. I love that meditation. Anybody else want to share one? Anybody? One more. One more. Be brave. Be brave. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I prayed about how immeasurable the thought of God's power is because you can't actually, you don't know. Power okay, so. And I know how just one snap of his finger and everything will go. Okay, so God, I see how immeasurable your power is. That's definitely a reflection. Okay, now be honest with me. Uh, don't be embarrassed. Don't be shy. Raise your hand if you legitimately had trouble doing this right now. You were like, man, like I just sat there for 30 seconds and had nothing to say. Anybody? Don't be afraid. You can, he's like, oh, you, oh you, wow, you guys are, okay, all right, put your hands down. Uh, I know that there are a lot of people that didn't raise their hands, okay? So, but, but this is good. And this is what it looks like to practice reflecting and talking to God. Um, it looks like just taking time to say, God, you are so powerful because or you're so worthy. Because So the first thing is this, is meditate on God's worthiness. The second thing is this, it's, the Bible calls us to meditate on God's uh, works, on the things that God has done. Psalm 143, verse 5 and 6 says this. It'll be on the screen if you need it. It says, I remember the days of old. I meditate on all that you have done. I ponder the works of your hands. I stretch out my hands to you, and my soul thirsts for you like a parched land. So what this guy is saying is he says, God, I remember the days of old. Everything that you have done in the past, and I think about these things. So let me ask you this question. Are you ready? Track with me. What has God done in the past? Can you answer that question? Like, what has God done in the past? It could be personal, like your life, your family, or just something in history. Like, God, you showed your faithfulness when, and you can just name something in history. Or, God, I see that you have been at work in this way. So when the writer meditates, he's thinking about all that God has done in the past, in maybe his personal life, or in history, or in this particular situation, it's probably the history of the people of Israel. He says that he longs for God even more. This is what it looks like. Watch this, check this out. He says, God, when I think about all that you have done, it makes me love you more and more and more. Did you get that? He says, God, when I, when I think about all that you've done, I want you even more in my life. Okay, so here's what you're gonna do, okay? You're gonna take 30 seconds, 30 seconds, and in these 30 seconds, I want you to reflect or meditate, talk to God on something that God has done. The first one was something about God's worthiness, how powerful he is, how worthy he is. This is about God's works, what he has done. So take about 30 seconds and will you just kind of fill in this blank? You can say something like this. God, you are so amazing. I can remember that you have done this. And, and it could be anything, or let me simplify it even more for you, okay? Um, I'll make it even easier for you. God, today I remember when you, and you just fill in the blank, something that God has done in your life, in history, whatever it might be. God, today I remember when you did this, and then you just talk about it. You just say it to God. That's what it looks like to reflect on God's works, to med meditate on what God has done. Okay, so here you go, you get 30 seconds. Ready, set, go.
All right, let me tell you mine. So right now I said to God this, watch this. I was meditating on this right now. I said, God, I remember, today I remember how you, God, have helped my little niece who is almost a year old through five rounds of chemotherapy. And she's finished her fifth round and she's not out of the woods yet. But what I said to God was, God, we didn't know if she was gonna make it through the third one. And she's finished the fifth one. And I said, God, today I see and I remember that you have helped her through that. That's what it looks like to meditate on something that God has done, okay? Um, can you guys give me any examples of that? Of something you shared? Anybody? Come on, be brave. Not the same two people, two different people. Anybody have a reflection on something that God has done, either personally or in general? Anybody? I'll wait. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. No, I love it. Man, we're going to share that story soon because you told me that story a couple weeks ago. He said, so if I could just phrase it like this, God, I want to thank you because for what you have done in the past, you moved my family to North Texas where my whole family met you. That's powerful. That's, pre that's meditating on something that God has done, right? Okay, good. I love it. Thank you. Anybody else? Come on, one more person. Be brave. No cowards here. Yes. Can you guys say it like three times louder for me? God, I want to thank you because you took me from brokenness and you gave me a new heart. I love that. Yeah, maybe some of us would say, well, I don't really know what God has done in the past. Uh, he sent Jesus, right, to die in the past and you can thank him for that. Awesome. Okay, number three and we're out of here, okay? The last thing I want to encourage us to meditate on is God's word. So here's what we've done. We've meditated on God's worthiness. We've meditated on God's works. And lastly, we're gonna take some time to meditate on God's word. Look what the Bible says in Psalm 119 about God's word. Check this out. The writer says this. He says in Psalm 119, 15 and 16, he says, I will meditate on your precepts. Precepts are kind of like laws or rules. I will meditate on your precepts and fix my eyes on your ways. I will delight in your statutes. That's kind of like rules or decrees. And he says this, I will not forget your word. He's saying, I'm gonna meditate and think on your word, your ways, everything that you have for us, God. That's what I wanna set my mind and think of. I'm going to take God's ways, his commands, and I'm gonna consider them and think about them. This is what it might look like for me. Sometimes I'm walking around and I'm just thinking like, man, God, I'm feeling like this today. What does your word say about this? Because, man, I'm needing your word today. What do you have to say about this? And here's kind of a good question for you. Check this out. Here's a good question. Um, the question is this. It's when you face life and all sorts of stuff that's going on around you, are you able to remember and recall what God's word says about that specific thing? It kind of sounds like this. The Bible says, I've stored my, your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Can you imagine taking God's word and storing it inside of your heart to be able to live for God, to be able to live in a way that honors him? I love that verse. And so I have a question for you, okay? Here's the last one. It's the last meditation. We've done two. This is our last one, okay? Hopefully some of you are starting to get the hang of this now, all right? 
The last question is this. Okay, you're going to close your eyes. I'm going to give you about 30 seconds. And before you do this, um, I want to show you this verse. It's Jeremiah 3, 31, 3. Matt, I'm not too sure if I threw this one on the screen or not. It's Jeremiah 31, 3. Is it there, Matt, by any chance? It's, I, I probably forgot it. I'm sorry about that, buddy. It's my fault. But I'm going to read it to you, okay? Because this is what it looks like to meditate on God's word. Watch this, okay? Just listen very carefully. It's the easiest verse to understand. Watch. It says, the Lord appeared to us. Listen. The Lord appeared to us. And he said, um, it's 31.3, Matt. It's okay if you can't find it, buddy. The Lord appeared to us, and this is what the Lord said when he appeared to us. Listen, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have loved you with an everlasting love, and I have drawn you with an unfailing kindness. Okay? So the verse says, the Lord appeared to us. He said, I've loved you with an everlasting love. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to close your eyes and I want you to answer this question. God, do you love me? And how great is your love? Those two questions. Do you love me, God? And how great is your love for me? And now I want you to think about the verse that we just read. It'll still be on the screen if you need to open your eyes and read it again. But this is what it looks like to reflect on God's word. I gave you two questions. God, do you love me? And how great is your love, God? And I want you to use this verse right here to close your eyes and answer it. Okay, ready, set, go. 30 seconds. All right, open your eyes. This is what it looks like. This is what it looks like to meditate on God's word. You're going somewhere, you're doing something, and for some reason you hit a time in your life where you, you, feel, you don't feel uh, loved. You feel alone. You feel abandoned. Whatever it might be that you feel like. And what it looks like to hide God word, God's word in your heart is this. You're saying, God, today I do not feel love. And what does it look like to reflect on God's word? It looks like to, re to meditate on something that you have read in God's word before, which we just read. God says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. That's how much he says he loves us, an everlasting kind of a love. So it looks like literally being able to remember that and recall that any time that you need God's word in your life. Now, if you don't know God's word in your life, you don't have much to meditate on. You don't have much to reflect on from God's word. There's nothing in your heart or mind that's bouncing around regarding God's word because it's just not in there yet. And that's an issue. That's a problem. All right, I'm going to end with just this example right here. I'm going to let you get to group time, okay? So watch this. Check this out. I have here a sponge. This is a car wash sponge from my house. Very dirty, in fact. This is a car wash sponge from my house. And I frequently think about my mind and my heart like this sponge right here. And you know, let's say we didn't like squeeze this sponge and like and 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 so soak it somewhere. What if we were to just take this sponge and like put it on inside a bucket of water, like just literally like just drop it without even like dunking it or anything like that? If we were to literally just put that on top of the water and just leave it there, okay? How long do you think it might take to soak through this sponge and completely saturate this sponge? That's what I think a lot about my heart and my mind. And your heart and your mind 
are sitting in this tub of water, in this bucket of water, and you and I are soaking and saturating in something, and we're soaking it all into our minds and to our hearts. And that's the thing that we're going to spend most of our time meditating on. So for you and I, I would bet to say that most of our meditation is probably on things that we have on our phone. Text messages, social media, I'm not against social media by the way, text messages, social media, movies we see, music we listen to, okay? Those are probably the things that over time just completely soak the sponge that is our brain and our minds, our hearts, our hearts. And that is what we reflect on and think on the most. And it becomes so much a part of us and a part of who we are. But what if our minds and our hearts were sitting and soaking in thinking about God's worthiness, thinking about all that God has done, his works. And what if we were soaking our minds and hearts in thinking and reflecting on God's word? If our mind, if our hearts we're like this sponge soaking in those three things. Our lives are never going to be the same. And then the banner, the flag that we hold up for the world to see is completely different. All right. Now I got to let you get to group time. It's late. I talked way too long today, but I'm not sorry. All right. Let me pray for you. Got a couple announcements. I'm going to let you get to group time. God, um, I feel like my heart and my mind are definitely like this sponge and God, so many times I am soaking into my life things that just don't matter and they, and they are useless in my mind and my heart and even distract me from you, God. And I'm asking you, God, to just help all of us here to reflect, to be thoughtful in our, in our minds and in our hearts, to, to be able to reflect and meditate on who you are, God. You certainly are worthy. You've done powerful works all around us. And God, you... Uh, your word is amazing. And so will you help this be the thing that saturates our hearts and our minds to know you and to know you more, God. We love you. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. All right, let's get to group time. We've got a couple announcements to make really quick. Number one, camp registration is open. So if you want to register for camp, come talk to me. If you're doing the fundraiser, if you... If you, uh, excuse me, if you did the fundraise, any of the two fundraisers, you can already register. If you haven't done that yet and you want to pay a deposit, you can register. But registration is open. We're already giving out registration cards so that you can get the password to sign up online. So you can get that from us today if you're ready to register for camp. It's going to be awesome. We're really looking forward to that. This year, camp is in July. Second announcement is this. Raise your hand if you have uh, uh, fundraiser tickets. You've been selling fundraiser tickets. You have tickets. You've, you've been working on that? Raise your hand. Hi. Like with pride. Okay, there you go. Okay, put your hands down, all of you who raised your hand. Those tickets are due back on Sunday, okay? So whether you sold the tickets or not, it's totally cool. But you do have to turn everything in back into us this coming Sunday. So don't forget them. We'll shoot you a text reminder so that you can make sure to get those into us on Sunday. And lastly, if you're a high school senior here, I'm going to look for you and talk to you about graduation Sunday and make sure you get your stuff turned in on time so that I can get your beautiful mug on the screens for everybody to see and say, oh, I remember her when she was like three years old in this church and now you're a senior. Okay. That'll be senior Sunday on May the 5th. It's going to be awesome. Okay. Love you guys. I'm going to let you get to group. Yeah. What's up? So yeah, oh yeah, next week. Oh, thank you for saying that. Okay, next week we have Remedy as usual. So make sure you come into this place, Remedy, like we've been doing it for the last uh, couple of weeks now. The only difference is that when you come in here, we are doing a special um, service for um, Easter week, for Holy Week. 
and this place is gonna be full of adults and youth, okay? So we're inviting all of our adults to come in and be with us, and they're leading a bunch of stuff. I'll be on stage with the other pastors. The other pastors will be here, and uh, we're all gonna participate. Josh and some others are gonna be leading worship, and it's gonna be awesome. So make sure you come next week, don't skip out. But when you come in, don't be scared when you see your parents sitting right here with you, okay? It's gonna be awesome, it's gonna be great. You don't have to sit with your parents if you don't want to, you can sit in the front, that'd be totally cool. But it's gonna be a great week next Wednesday. And, get, and it's awesome, you know why? Because next week, for an entire week, we think about Easter, it's, it's the time we remember Jesus' resurrection and his, his death and his resurrection, okay? All right, cool. I gotta let you guys get to groups. Spend about five to 10 minutes with your groups uh, tonight. If you don't know where your group is or how to get with your group, just come up and see me and I'm gonna help you find your group. If you're in Eli Vaya's group, I need you guys to kind of circle up together in one group today because Eli is not here today, Eli Vaya, okay? All right, love you guys. Enjoy your group time, bye.